The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Lorenzo. We'll throw it down to Raging Redhead Cam, uh, Stewart, Carmine, Bianco. We'll step up and in from Wager Talk. We'll get into the, the MLS's back doubleheader that's on the, uh, the card uh, this evening. TFC and the Montreal Impact, an all-Canadian uh, matchup. And then we got the Columbus Crew and the New York uh, Red Bulls, uh, which uh, should actually be a pretty good uh, match. Uh, two, uh, good. two solid teams. And I think, the, um, I think the Columbus Crew are actually a sleeper. Somewhat of a uh, dark horse. I agree. Really dark horse, but very good odds for the Columbus crew. They were like 22 to 1 coming in. They used to be a yep. mainstay in this league, but uh, they're playing good soccer right now. And um, I know a lot of people, like I said, they were kind of a trendy pick as if you're looking for teams in the 20 plus, uh, 20 to plus uh, one uh, range. So Zion Williamson has to leave the bubble in Orlando to deal with a family emergency. We don't know what that emergency uh, is. Doc Rivers uh, says uh, that he's been calling the uh, the snitch hotline in the bubble. He said, I just turned LeBron in. He goes, I'm going to turn Popovich in. We're going to be the only team left uh, when I'm done uh, with uh, this hotline uh, thing. Uh, but, yeah, the bubble uh, the bubble life uh, continues. And Zion, uh, Zion was suffering from uh, leg cramps earlier in the week uh, as well. And I don't know. Listen, we don't know what his family emergency is. There's no need to really, like, overreact about it. Um, the, listen, the NBA season starts two weeks from tonight, actually, 14 mm-hmm. days from now. Next Thursday is Major League Baseball. The following Thursday is uh, the start of the NBA. So Zion's got two weeks to get back. But one thing with Zion I'd be concerned about just is him staying healthy. He got injured at Duke. He got injured in, in the NBA Summer League. He's all True. ripped right now. And he's going to be playing at 100% because he's trying to get his team into the playoffs as a rookie. And it's amazing the irony that the NBA created all this play-in tournament for him, essentially. And now he might not be there <laughs> for but now he, he will be. It's an excellent point. But it's something to keep your eye on for Pelican Futures uh, right now, that he's not in the bubble. That the fact that he's left the bubble, because people love them, some Pelicans going into this thing. Yeah, it's interesting too, Gabe. You see the shots of the uh, couple guys too. They're uh, shotgunning beers in like a Mr. Turtle pool. So I don't know. Quarantine seems pretty interesting and fun for these guys, but you're right. Remember when Pete Annapolis came on the show and he talked about the Zion Williamson uh, situation there with the, the handler and all that other stuff? That story hasn't come to fruition yet, but I don't know what the family emergency is, but he's still got a quarantine when he comes back. I don't think it's a panic mode for those guys. As you said, there's still time, but that's time that he's not going to be working with this team. And uh, they basically have to play flawless basketball, right? So we'll see. You know, I'm still I'm still very high on the Pelicans. It's just not great news. Well, a lot of other teams, the thing with the NBA, and it's just, I love the NBA, and I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad they're coming back. But at the same point in time, I'm not overvaluing the stock and the importance of these games. Right, like the playoffs yeah. don't start until mid-August, and so basically, we're looking at September and October, guys, in which, like, you know, we're into the second round of the NBA playoffs, which is that's a that's a ways away. 
uh, right now. It is. Like, it's a long process. That's why you know, I'm not going to be jumping in going crazy. Although every I say that all the time. I said that about the MLS that I do. I do jump in and go crazy. <laughs> but I'm going to try yes. not to get too stupid with the early games, knowing they don't really mean anything. Right? Like everyone, yeah. oh, Zion's out of the bubble. It's like, whatever. He's got two weeks, guys, before they're even playing a game. So, you know, you don't have to worry about that. But the Pelicans do need to win these uh, these early games. Uh, game time uh, decisions radio continues. I'm Renzo. Throw it down to Ray J. Redhead Cam Stewart. Carmine Bianco will join us a little bit later on. We'll get into the MLS doubleheader uh, this evening. We'll get you up to date as far as the memorial odds are concerned. Um, there's been uh, been a lot of news about the Washington football team and a bombshell and a blockbuster and, ooh, Snyder's going to have to sell the team when it's all said and done. But like a lot of things in the media that are heavily hyped up, there's there's allegations you know, of sexual verbal abuse and sexual harassment in the workplace. Yeah. It's not it's not the Jeffrey Epstein over the top, you know, hookers and cocaine and stolen passports and cheerleaders against their will and and all this type of stuff that was thrown out there. As I stated, we'll see if there's more to come. Um, so the Edmonton Eskimos have followed the Washington football team's lead. They've changed their name to the Edmonton um, Edmonton Empire. Edmonton Empire, they have a double E on their helmet as it is, so they don't have to change anything. There's a massive outrage right now. People want to uh, boycott the sponsors that started all of this. Evidently, Boston Pizza... The, uh, the the franchise Boston Pizza told the Eskimos Correct. they were going to pull pull their money. And now I'm seeing all these people, oh, I'm never going to another, I'm not, never going to an Eskimo game ever again. Well, you can't because they're not called the Eskimos anymore, Jackass. <laughs> so, yeah, it's true. You never will. <laughs> Empire. <laughs> yeah. But, but the, the, the Eskimos get like 24,000 people a game. All right. It's yeah. too bad all you losers crying on Twitter right now about this didn't actually go, you know, don't actually go to the games. Right? Like if all you people that were crying about the name right now actually went to the games, there'd be like 70,000 people, 100,000 people yeah. at uh, at every game. I just listen, I don't care change your name. Like I said, if you're a grown man, you're an adult. Like you really should have other things to be worried about in your life than what a football team's name is. Yes, like, I do prefer I do prefer Elks over Empire though. Edmonton Empire I sounds agree. like an insurance firm. Elk is yeah, a, a beautiful Elks. northern animal. Yeah, it sounds it's a great, great name. It's very classy sounding and it's very unique. But man, they went with Empire. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Sitting continues. I'm Lorenzo. Throw it out to Raging Redhead Camp Stores. The countdown to kickoff is on. We've got a couple of MLS games on the board uh, this evening. And finally, we had an under um, yes. this morning. 
And I did not expect Atlanta United to get shut out uh, by lowly FC Cincinnati, which I think you might be able to argue that this is Cincinnati's biggest win in franchise history (laughs) that they beat Atlanta in this tournament uh, today. Now, last night, you know, we've talked about this, Cam, and it's been a crazy tournament. It really has been. It's fun to watch if you don't, if you're winning. But if you're on, I'm just seem to be on the wrong side of the insanity all the time. But it is wacky. It is like it's an insane, like just all over the place um, tournament. Uh, Yet we get these games uh, tonight. Now, we've talked about with the pandemic and the 60 game season with baseball, expect crazy things to happen. And we're seeing crazy things happen in this MLS tournament. That's why last night, part of me wanted to be bold and take Vancouver to win the match outright. I was like, you know what? The White Cops are terrible, but no one believes in them. They're going to surprise everybody tonight. And they got a two-goal lead twice, but they were that bad that they couldn't (laughs) hang on to it. It's unbelievable. I took a draw. I took a draw, and then I got screwed late. I'm still upset at myself about it. But anyways, it is... It is what it is. So leading into tonight, part of me wants to be contrarian again and say, you know what, the Montreal Impact were terrible. In the- Dude, they had two shots on goal in that first game only. Yeah. I want to say It'll- that they're going to come back and be better tonight, but I like TFC, so it means take the impact. But TFC should win this game tonight. I agree, Gabe. I think it'll be TFC win or draw at worst. The thing is, we have to be careful with these teams like Montreal that are trying new formations. Like Thierry Henry, when he was coaching the team, you know what I mean? He looked very frustrated. They didn't do the things that he said. They looked convoluted out there. And you said they actually had no pressure in the game. Like in the shots, never a threat game till the last shot that we thought we were going to get the draw on. Remember where the goalie made the diving save and we thought we were going to actually win the bet on the draw. But Montreal's not very good. Uh, Toronto's better. I think they're going to be probably angry since D.C. United came back against them, too, when Toronto blew that two-goal lead. And D.C. United did it with uh, minimal men, too. They were down to their t- uh, 10 men, and they scored that goal. That's heartbreaking, but I think TFC understands they're the better team. It's a rivalry. They should win at worst draw. But I'm with you on TFC here. I'm not sure about the total. I don't think Montreal's going to score, but... You know, <laughs> I don't know, 2-0? Two, two I think that, that seems right to me. But I like Montreal. Cincinnati today because Atlanta looks listless. Like, they don't even look like they're trying. You had Cincinnati today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I actually, like, tweeted it out. I'm taking Cincinnati live. Like, yeah, I took Cincinnati live. I, I was watching the game. What did I didn't like what I saw from Atlanta. Uh, plus, it was a tie, plus 280 only. Ooh. It was a lower number. Yeah. I don't know. So, you're, like I said, you're picking winners in this. You're enjoying this tournament. I don't know what you're crying about. Gonna, oh, I'm not crying about anything, Marenzi, but I'm just saying this. Like, here's the thing that I've noticed, and let's apply this maybe to the NBA. We don't know what's going to happen in this tournament. Who are hot teams? Atlanta was one of the best teams in the league. They don't want to be there. And, I, like, it's their body language, Gabe. It's like they're not playing the same way. They used to be a dominant team. Like, they quit against Cincinnati. NY NYCFC, what the hell? What the hell's going on with the with that club? They're supposed to be good. They've been horrible. So all this hype machine and good teams, it's weird. Orlando City's looking better. Some of these bad clubs are actually using this as an opportunity. I think the NBA could be very similar, where a lot of dogs can win. I'd be very careful betting the favorites. Now we're trying to find TFC starting lineup, uh, just due to the fact that it's profitable to bet on goal scorers in soccer. It's yeah, nice. Like the other night I hit that in the LAFC game. I'm looking forward to seeing Carmine, what he, what he says about this. I was thinking about Akinola uh, tonight uh, for, um, uh, for, for, for TFC to score. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, Jose, it looks like Jose Altador is going to be back, but I don't know how many minutes he's going to play. And it's very, very difficult. I'm trying to find, uh, get the lineups uh, right now just for our, our props. It's man, this tournament is just it's killed me. It really has. Every game is just so tough. And I always find Montreal and TFC games to be really tough. They played twice last year. Toronto won two one and two nil. Uh Montreal did beat them, I think, in that um in the Champions Cup or whatever the hell they play, you know, not uh in the other one. Montreal did beat them. Toronto has gotten the best of them though, for the most part. And as you stated, Toronto are just a much better team. They're going to be in a bad mood after blowing the 2-0 lead 
Uh, they're going to tighten things up a little bit. But Terry Henry was pissed. You're going to get the best best effort tonight uh, from from the impact. And I don't know. The word is they're going all offense. They're putting like every offensive guy they have up front <laughs> to try to create some more chances. Could backfire yeah. on them. And the <laughs> totals. Think? I don't know. Like that was the a counterattack. Like, uh, I'm just, I'm helpless. Like, I'm trying to read, like, a Chinese phone book right now. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, Montreal can't score, but I'm not ready to bet on an under. I'll tell you that much. I will say this. Betting these totals, that's something I would avoid more than the side. Because that's the thing. Montreal can't score, but if they're going to play an attacking style, Gabe, that sets up the counterattack. And you saw that's how the Philadelphia Union won their game. It was a beautiful counterattack. And they got things done, right, when you get pressed up there. Uh, I will say this. I would expect more scoring in the Columbus game because I think both of those teams are proficient. They have better offenses. And I really like what I saw. Like Columbus murdered Cincinnati FC. And I watched both of those games. And Cincinnati FC, like, they try. The one thing is they might not be as talented, but they try. Columbus is a damn good team, and they could have won that game like 8 nothing. They had major opportunities. I'm down with the crew, Gabe. I think they're – I agree. I think they're a very dangerous team in this tournament. All right, so we'll get um, we'll get back into the soccer in a couple of minutes with, uh, with Carmine, see what uh, Carmine uh, says. So let's check in. Uh, let's check in right now um, with the Memorial. Uh, with the, the memorial, as we stated, uh, Steele was Steel was at the top of the leaderboard earlier in the day, and then Tony Finau ends up six under when it's all said and done. So we were talking about who would who would the first round leader be? Tony yep. Finau, man, what was that like? Eight, what, what did he pay for first round leader? Sixty to Probably one, seventy six, to one, sixty to one. Yeah, no, it's funny, isn't that hilarious? Because I had Tony Finau the other time first round leader. It, it's the way it works, Gabe. We're always like day late, dollars short. Uh, Adam, I had Tony Finau the other week. He's starting to play better. I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't take him to win the tournament, though. Watching this guy put four rounds together, his putter can get really bad. Um, this is how you attack this tournament. Justin Thomas is two over, okay? That's not even bad. See some of the scores that were out there today? So the leader's at, at, at six. He's two. He's eight shots back, and now he's 40 to one. At the start of the tournament, he was 12 to one. That's how you look at it. Good call. Lucas Glover gave for the top 20. He played very good golf today and missed a couple putts. Lucas Glover, the top 20. I really like what we're doing with that. That's plus I told you, I beat, Yeah, I like that. I hope you win that bet because I think Lucas Glover, he's he's steady. And remember, this course is playing like a major, so Lucas Glover's won a major before. Uh, he has the type of game to grind out pars. His ball striking's impeccable. His putter, it's like a lot of these guys. Like That's the thing. They're, they're just, it's hard to bring your whole game together. I'd be very, very careful. Uh, that's a guy that I look at for a top 20. Who else do we look at? Maybe going dipping down the board. I'd look at a Justin Thomas. I think that's a very, very good pick. And I would go with Brooks Kepka's 33 to one. He started off. He missed two. He was out of bounds twice, Gabe. You're getting him at 33. Now he's even, that's the thing that people aren't realizing. Even's a good score on this course today, right? So those are guys I'd look at world-class players that you're getting better odds at 33 to one for Kepka. 40 for Justin Thomas. I think that's impeccable. I already have you know Abraham guy, answer, but he's dangerous. Yep. A guy that I actually liked, I actually liked, I liked him. Um, I didn't throw his name out there. I'm not surprised he's having, he had a good round today. Is Gary Woodland. So yeah, we see, see Gary Woodland's T3 right now. And you know what? There's Jordan Spieth right now. T8, two under. What do you make of Spieth's game? He's, uh, he's right there with your boy, Max Homa. Nice, uh, nice start yeah. for Max Holm as well. Yeah, Holm is doing Aaron well. Harris I told, I told, You're talking buddy, about Harris take a look English at, is a total long shot. Yeah. Harris English is right there too, T18. Take, take, a, take a look at John Rahm. He played great today and missed a couple short putts. So some of the team's doing pretty good. So, yeah, I'm with you, buddy. I, I, I'm i going to tell you about Jordan Speed though, Gabe. Don't hit the button. He can't He can't pull it together for a whole week. No, I know. He'll, he'll go backwards. That's just – yeah, exactly. He really does seem to play well on Thursdays though. He seems to be a yes, pattern with him. This play starts off well, and then he just sort of regresses. Game time decision continues. Bagels and bad beats. Never being a camp fan, but I will tell you, the officials never gave him the benefit of the doubt. He would get crushed, and there wouldn't be any penalty flags for late hits. So, you know, welcome to the real world Patriots from that standpoint. The Sports Grid Network. 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm Cam Zuri, your Sports Grid News and Betting Update. You want the edge, get on the grid. According to Houston, Texas, defensive end J.J. Watt, players have a lot of unanswered questions about COVID-19 protocols and guidelines as talks between the NFL and NFLPA continue with training camps fast approaching. The party's latest hurdle is a big one about classifying COVID-19 as a non-football injury. Teams currently aren't required to pay players based on non-football injuries. They want to change that. Houston and Kansas City rookies slated to report to camp Saturday, January 18th this weekend. Regular season still slated for September 10th. The Players Association announced 72 players known to have tested for positive for COVID-19. 2,800 tests of all 30 teams maxing out the 90-man rosters, meaning 72 tests divided. It's 2.5% of the NFL's workforce with COVID-19. The NFL said it still intends on holding that full season in front of fans despite the pandemic. Big stories out of Washington. The Washington Post preparing to release a story about the team's culture. There's much more going on at Redskins Park than a name change. Just from Scott Abraham of ABC News and apparently this story is going to be a bombshell. We already have 15 women allegedly uh, alleging sexual harassment by members of the Washington franchise. The team has hired attorney Beth Wilson to review the organization's protocols. She's a very, very big lawyer in the lawsuit versus the Sunday t- TV package, as well as NCAA and MLB class action suits. New Orleans Pelican star Zion Williamson leaving the bubble to attend an urgent family matter. He intends to join the club at a later date. Upon his return, he's subject to a mandatory four-day quarantine period. He also must test negative for COVID-19. Each day is outside the property before granted access back into the bubble. New Orleans takes on Utah July 30th. The NCAA setting a universal standard for testing players in football, including requiring college players who test positive to miss at least 10 days of competition. Baseball news, the Washington Nationals exploring alternative sites due to the D.C. quarantine laws. Philly shortstop Didi Gregorius will wear a face mask during games this season. He has a kidney condition, making him a high-risk player. Round one of the PGA's memorial for Muirfield Village in Dublin, Ohio. We talked about it. And Tony Finau, the outright leader now, minus six. He is in the clubhouse. Tiger Woods, too, rallying a very good start to return to action. He's minus one, just five shots off the pace. Tournament favorite Bryson DeChambeau, one over. Euro Tour, Juice Lauten leads at 12 under. MLS back to action. FC Cincinnati upsetting Atlanta later tonight. All-Canadian battle as Toronto takes on Montreal at eight. Then at 10.30, we have Columbus taking on the New York Red Bulls. We'll talk to these games and get the betting odds and make our picks in the show. Manchester United, they get things done today. And the big news is in Spain. Real Madrid won their 34th La Liga title thanks to a 2-1 to win over Villarreal. Barcelona was the champions. I'm Cam Stewart. That's your Sports Grid update. Now back to Gabe Renzi on GTD. Game time decisions continues following the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart's update. And come on, Cam, your updates are supposed to be up to date. Where was the TFC starting lineup? This news broke three minutes ago. Hot, hot, hot. Three minutes ago. Hot off the presses. Yeah, hot hot off the wire. So, and you know what? I'm glad, though, because we were just discussing this. Uh, it's paramount because I want to bet some of the goal-scoring props. And, yeah. you know, I didn't think Altidore or uh, – uh, I didn't think he was playing. Uh, but now we can confirm the starting lineup. Let's bring in uh, Carmine uh, right now. Carmine uh, Bianco has been killing the soccer. And uh, the MLS, and listen, anyone's doing better than I am. I need your help, Carmine. So <laughs> please, please help me. Thank you. Yeah, for Jersey, Carmine. Help me. Yeah, help I'm me. good. Cool, guys. 
I hope hopefully everything's oh, going well. Yeah, I, I'm sporting the, the uh, obviously as, as a season ticket holder. I'm sporting the Toronto FC one for tonight. Hopefully, it's a much better game than that last one on Monday, where I think I needed a new remote uh, and, and, and trying to find out where Greg Vanny lives. Because if I could hunt that guy down, uh, uh, I don't know what what he was thinking on on Monday, but he took out our two best defenders uh, in Gonzalez and uh, Mavinga in the 65th minute and brought in our two worst defenders in Simeon and uh, Zavaleta, who happens to be his nephew, and I'm not sure how he's on that oh. team. And uh, we blew a 2-0 two, two lead, uh, and we're up a man. That was just absolutely horrible. Yeah, and you know... What, what what the hell is that was some that wasn't the best goaltending either and uh, net keeping there. Goalie comes out, gets caught in nowhere's land. You know, ball gets just pooched over his head like that. The whole thing was a train wreck uh, and a disaster. But nice to see Cam. We're getting a ni- nice unbiased opinion of the game here tonight from a guy <laughs> exactly, that got yes. his well, <laughs> uh, gear uh, right well, now. I'm coming right it's back awesome. with Akinola, just to let you know. Right, uh, the guy looked great last time out. I figured yes, Alcador wouldn't play, so I, I took these odds earlier. It's uh, I think you can still get him at plus two ten to score any time. And, uh, you know, this is one of those games that, you know, uh, Montreal hasn't looked great. They didn't look great in that first game. Uh, Toronto, if they could replicate that first 65 to 70 minutes, uh, but play for 90 minutes, should win this game. But, you know, this is the 401 rivalry. Sometimes, you know, with these rivalries, it brings out the best in teams. And Montreal's yeah. going to bring it tonight. These two teams have an utter disdain for each other, uh, much like Leaf and uh, Leafs and Canadians fans have for each other, and it's just the way it is. It, it, uh, it, well, we're going to see. Cam. We're going to see a good game tonight, but I, I, at the end, <laughs> he hates me, Karma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw the Habs, Morency. <laughs> yeah, Pharrell thinks I'm a Leaf fan. He goes, oh, I know he does. Like, like uh, the Mice, the Leafs haven't won. I'm like, I'm not a Leaf fan, Scotty. I'm not a Leaf I know, fan. Exactly. Like, uh, I know. I told him. I go. The Penguins blow. He got. He got pretty upset. But anyway, that's. Right, but you know what, Carmine? It's a good point. I'm glad you bring up um, Akinola here because I already liked him as well. I didn't think yeah. Altidore was playing, and you know the, they they leave these names up and listen. You get your money back, right? Because if player player doesn't play, player doesn't start, etc. Bet is void, depending on the book. But plus two ten, and guys, we throw this out here right now. The starting lineup just broke three minutes ago, literally. So we really are giving you hot news right now. People don't know the lineup. Now we do. Altador is not even in uniform, Carmine. So he's not yeah. coming in as a stop. He's not even in uniform. And that's a surprise. Like I, I, I could understand him not being in uh, that first game. Uh, it was a 9 a.m. game in that heat. And, uh, you know, someone who has... Thigh, you know, who's had problems with his, you know, uh, thigh and hamstring injuries as he has. The last thing you want to do is get him out there in that sweltering heat playing, you know, 65 to 70 minutes. So he was on the bench if needed to, to be brought in uh, and ready. So him not being, uh, not playing tonight when uh, the weather is much better, uh, it goes to, to goes goes to show you that there might be something that's uh, um, that worse than than we really know about it because he should be on the bench and he's not so it, that's that is another surprise uh, I can't believe Zavaleta's on the bench I'm gonna harp harp on that for a while but Akinola plus two ten listen if you get the service and he's gonna get the service from you know uh, you look at this team and when you got guys like Pozuelo who um, I always say if you have the best yeah. player on the field. You always have, uh, you're always at, at an advantage to win. Pozuelo's the best guy on the field um, for both teams, uh, and he'll get he'll get it to Akinola. So, uh, plus two ten is a great price. No, it is. So, what about Montreal? Where and the, you you brought it up, Carmine, and you're right. Anyone who watches this, and it's it's sports guys. Rivalries bring out the best, and especially soccer yeah. rivalries. We saw San Jose and Seattle; they hate each other. And it was a battle, man. Like, yeah, like (laughs) I've watched every game. And Cam, that game was the most where there was, they kept beeping everything. Like they were swearing like crazy. And I noticed a pattern though. The San Jose earthquakes, that's what they do. There was a near fight last night. That was no accident. See, they hit the guy in the face with the ball. 
Yeah. Like they hit the guy in the white caps <laughs> in the head with a ball, and you're like, oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. It's like, dude, you flipped it on purpose. What do you mean, sorry? And I realized that after. I'm like, you know, I thought it was just the earthquakes didn't like the, the Sounders. Then I saw last like night the white caps. These West Coast teams out here, Carmine, they really don't like each other. People don't realize it. Like Vancouver, no. San Jose, and, Seattle, like it's real. They don't like each other. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to see one on the weekend where, you know, with the El Trafico, you know, the LA Galaxy and uh, LAFC. But, uh, you know, San Diego plays that game and and, and they played all last season uh, under their, like their new manager. They played uh, what is called, uh, they literally play a man-to-man press. So, um, if you if you if you see it and, and they'll uh, you know with the games being played and and we've got drones at these games showing the top of the field. If you watch it, every 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 single time a guy has a ball, there's a San Diego guy on him, and he's not only on him, but if you try, if the guy gets around him, he's getting a shin on him. Like they That'll play, say, yep. uh, it's a dirty game, but it, it it worked for them last year until it didn't work at the end of the year. Um, San Jose. Now, uh, now I'm thinking San Diego. Yeah, sorry. Ooh, San, 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 San Jose. San Jose. Yeah, sorry. San Jose. Sorry, San Jose. Okay, San Jose. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So this yeah. game tonight. So I am pulling the trigger on Akinola to uh, to score. I'm taking him to score. But what about the game itself? Listen, we talked about the, the rivalries. The impact were terrible in in the first game. They had two shots on goal. They nearly did score late. Tablet nearly uh, put one in late, but it was too little too late. Terry Henry's definitely got to shake things up a little bit, but they just don't have a ton of talent, Carmine. That's the thing. You can shake things up. They just don't have a ton of talent up front. Are they going to be able to bury one? What do you think about the over-under here? What do you think the final score is going to be? Like, what, what are you looking at here tonight? I'm if thinking, you're what, looking for, well, if you look at, uh, um, you know, again, putting bias aside, Toronto needs to win this game. Uh, and if they learned anything from that last game, it's to play a complete 90 minutes uh, this time out. But if you're looking at exact scores, 2-1 isn't a bad score for Toronto. 2-1 uh, uh, pays uh, plus 7.50. So you're getting 7.5 to 1 on your money for a 2-1 final. It's one of those things where, I, I again, I expect Toronto to win and, and maybe Montreal gets a late one. But there's not a lot... Uh, I haven't seen enough in their in their lineup, uh, you know, with uh, Arati and uh, Wanyama and, and Talder. I just haven't seen enough from this team, and it's going to take them a while uh, under uh, Henri to for for them to to especially with this five months off to to fit the plan that he wants for this team moving forward. So this is one of those things where maybe this team gets better later in the season. Uh, should we have one? But right now. They, they don't look like a team that's ready to compete for a playoff spot in my eyes. Cam, what's your feel? You've been uh, you've been uh, on top of these things with your gut. Uh, what, what are you saying, Alexi Lawless? <laughs> yeah, I'm about 120 pounds bigger, I think. But <clears throat> I'm with uh, I'm with Carmine. I think uh, TFC gets it done tonight. The question is, is the score game? The score that came to my head was Toronto two, Montreal nil. Uh, Carmen's right, right. He could get a goal a little bit late, but right now, I don't know. I, I kind of lean TFC in the under and, uh, we'll talk to him about the, the, uh, later game as well, which, uh, you know, we have an opinion on, but I'm going with I'm, TFC, uh, Gabe. I'm just done with these totals. Uh, man, when I bet on an under, the totals are tough. Yeah, yeah. When I bet on tough. an over, it's one nil. I can't like, I'm just getting really, really frustrated. Yeah. Just pick uh, TFC to win stuff. the damn game. Don't mess yeah. around with this, anything guys. Else. Right? What about this? And, you know, I'm kicking myself with this. Last night, too, I didn't tweet it out because I was almost embarrassed. And, Karma, you bet a lot of stars, so you'll know. But, Ken, I bet an in-game last night, in-game corner kicks, 18 and a half. And yes. <laughs> they were at 12 at the half, okay? And I was like, man, betting 18 and a half over corner kicks is insane. Normally, it'll get to 10, yeah. 11, like a standard, yeah. you know what I mean? It's getting insane. But I was like... It's not stopping. The San Jose Earthquakes finished with 22 corner kicks. All right? Yes, they did. I was in the first game against Seattle. I bet over 10 and a half. I lost the prop. San Jose had nine corner kicks. Seattle only had one. But I, you know, these corner kick props. I've always been a fan of this, uh, Carmine. I like I like betting the corner props in, in a lot of leagues. And there's a lot of corners uh, in MLS. 
But what about Montreal and Toronto? Little less corners because Montreal don't really create opportunities, so at least the less yeah. corners in the corner. Yeah, and, and 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 that's a big thing. You have to look at the style of the team. Toronto's a team that um, generally plays through the middle. So uh, when you have a, a Bradley and you have a Pozuelo, uh, they try it, it's service to the middle. They they try and build in through the middle. They're they're not that eight, uh, that typical team that has like let's say wing backs that are coming up and, and pressing yeah, yeah. from the outside and you get you get crosses into the box that are cleared by uh defenders you know um uh for corner kicks so it's one of those things you have to look at and that's why generally uh you know i look at a lot of toronto games uh when i'm going down to uh bmo field in toronto and the, the numbers are always around nine for the toronto games i'm not sure what it is for thought, uh, tonight's I, I, game hold that thought we'll continue the concern SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. That's as a countdown to MLS kickoff. Got a couple of games uh, on tap. I think uh, next uh, Thursday, uh, game time decisions will be breaking down Major League Baseball game. Yeah. And in-game live actually returns uh, next week. So um, <clears throat> in-game live uh, basically will be with you during the games, keeping you up to date, the updated odds, and uh, we'll give you in-game picks. So you've got Toronto and Montreal tonight. Big rivalry. As Carmine stated earlier, used to be a big hockey rivalry. They haven't really played for anything uh, meaningful uh, in forever. So they call it the Canadian Classic, uh, this rivalry. we got to come up with a better name than the Canadian Classic. Yeah, that's like the so name boring. of the burger that Cam puts on. His, his, that's like uh, that's Cam's burger, yeah. the Canadian Classic. Yeah, the Canadian Classic <laughs> from Harvey's and uh, the Crown Royal, the Canadian Classic. You're right, Gabe. Get, get something original. I agree. <laughs> You know, like you got the war on I-4 I and stuff like that. Yeah. The war on I-4. Um, yeah, the 401 Derby. They, uh, that's, that's not that's, bad. Yeah. <laughs> the 401 the Derby. Greatest. It sounds horrible. I mean, you know, like that one can. Nah, it's like the Battle of the QEW's got a ring. Like the the Derby, 401 Derby? No, nah, the QEW, that, that goes the other direction, Cam. That's no, the I'm thing. saying... That's yeah. the, the the Sabres and the battle of the QEW sounds like yeah, a rivalry yeah. of those. The, the 401 Derby sounds lame. That's all. No, no, no. It's, it's not bad, the 401 Derby. Carmine even said it sucked. Right, Carmine? It, it does. It, it, it does. Uh, the fans should be able to come up with it because they come up with the greatest signs. Our supporters, if you ever see those guys, the, the ultras that are behind the net, uh, I think the last time Montreal came, when uh, they lifted a sign that said uh, Quebexit, uh, you know, a, a sort of a play on uh, Briex, right? So, uh, you know, basically, you know, let's get rid of Montreal. Let's get rid of Quebec. So they come up with some some great stuff. So um, uh, we, maybe we'll, we'll put it out to them to, to, to come up with something better because the 401 Derby just sounds absolutely horrible. A little, little over the top. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, get rid of Quebec. Now we see why it's such a big rivalry. Now you see why. Yeah, it's hard for me to pull the trigger on TFC, Cap. You know what I mean? I agree. Even though I yeah, know no, they're I'd... the better team. I'm better Listen, guys, if you ever tried to drive to Montreal, I, I would go for the Formula One. And these guys, I understand we should be able to speak English and French, but uh, I, I don't speak much French, but they won't give you directions. If you, unless you ask them in French, they don't give you directions. So uh, that in itself uh, makes me dislike not... people from that city. That's not that's not fully true. They just didn't give you directions. Maybe maybe not where the shirt. I gotta be honest, Carmine. Just plug in the address in your phone these days. You don't need a map. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I wonder, Cam. Cam, you've been a much a bunch of times. You ever had any problems? No. 
Actually, they like me there. I'm jolly. Hey, this guy's going to buy some beer. Were you wearing like a Toronto Maple Leaf jersey and like a TFC, my buddy? Definitely not, because if you know me, I am not a Leafs fan, and I just, I, I literally get on all, uh, on my, on all my friends uh, about the Leafs each and every year, fifty-two years in, uh, or fifty-three years in counting. All right, let's, we better let's move on to the New York, uh, the New York Columbus game before like yeah. Carmine offends Quebec any more than he already has. <laughs> uh, here. <laughs> All right, so Carmine's saying 2-1. 2-2-1. Uh, awesome. Man, the rivalry's deep. Man. This guy takes it real seriously. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, Carmine's saying 2-1 TFC. I'm taking TFC. Cam, you're on TFC tonight? Yeah, 2-0. I'm on 2-0. I'm not predicting yeah. any score. I can't. I'm just going to be lucky to get a win. I am predicting Akinola scores a goal, though. We're taking yes. Akinola scores all the way down to plus 170 right now at FanDuel. People jumping on this. Um, so let's get into um, let's get into man all these like uh, acronyms and um, and letters and stuff. Cam, it's not just the they don't call them the New York Red Bulls. It's R B N Y. R B N Y. Red Bulls, New York. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. At yeah. least it's better so, than uh, Inter Miami. That that one's the worst. Come on, it's kind of grown on me, Inter Miami. Come on, really? <laughs> no, no, well, it's not. What's worse? What's worse, Inter Miami or Real Salt Lake? <laughs> Actually, get Real Salt Lake's pretty bad too. <laughs> Real Salt Lake. Wait, yeah, well, they used to, they used to have a, which they used is, to have a is, franchise called Chivas. So that was yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I know. I remember yep. Sheamus, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, all right, so this game's actually a good – this one's a good one tonight. Both these teams have come in with three points, so it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. It's different with the Montreal-TFC uh, match, guys. TFC really screwed up. They played well, but they gave it away late. They only ended up getting a single point out of it. Meanwhile, Montreal don't have any points. So Montreal are desperate. TFC don't have a lot of room for air. Um, they, so both of them need to win. Tonight's game, Carmine's a little bit different between the Red Bulls and the crew uh, tonight. And I don't know, man. The Red Bulls beat Atlanta 1-0, but they got dominated, time of possession and, you know, scoring chances. They just they won the match 1-0, but they weren't the better side. And, and then conversely, Columbus routed you know, FC Cincinnati. But Cincinnati just beat Atlanta. So I, I don't know what to make of this one. Tight, tighter match here tonight. And I'll tell you what, even though regionally you don't think Columbus and New York, but these two teams have a long history. They don't like each other either, actually. They played each other in big matches over the years. They don't like their supporters, don't like each other. And guys, I live there, all right? People don't realize how serious these people are about the Red Bulls. Um, I had an NYFC jersey, okay? You figure, like, whatever. The Red Bulls actually play in New Jersey, guys, all right? The New York Red Bulls, they play in Newark. They play, like, basically across the street from where the Devils play. They have a nice stadium, um, Harrison. So it's not that far from New York City and stuff, but it's in Jersey. I was walking down the street in New Jersey, and I had a New York FC jersey on, Carmine, and a dude says to me, you got a lot of nerve wearing that jersey in these parts. And I'm thinking, I'm wearing an NYFC jersey in, like, in Hoboken, New Jersey. I didn't think I was going to get attacked. And I thought it was just one guy. And another dude, I walk into a store, he's like, FNYC. And not the city, <laughs> but the team. Like, they hate them. Like, the Red Bulls, the Red Bulls are, they're, they got proud-ass fans for that team. I got to tell you, like, they got murals all over the place in New Jersey and stuff. They've taken over Jersey, the Red Bulls. They should just be called the Newark, uh, the Newark Red Bulls because they're nothing to do with New York. They, they're all yep. Jersey. The Red Bulls. But anyways, so, Carmine, what do you make of this match tonight? Yeah, you know what? And it, it's funny. Uh, uh, I, I've gone to places where I, I wear a visitor's you know, uh, a jersey, and, and they, they just you just get it from, from them. Like, uh, if I wear a, Ju- a Juventus jersey in Italy, in any place other than Turin, Italy, they just hound you because it's a team everyone loves to hate. It's one of those things kind of like the Leafs. But as far as this game goes, listen, I'm, I was impressed with Columbus. Uh, uh, they're building a very good team there, uh, one that's going to compete for the East. 
least. Yes, I get it. They beat Cincinnati uh, for nothing in that rivalry. And Cincinnati's not a team that's projected to even battle for a playoff spot this year. But uh, it's the manner in which they clicked offensively. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about off of four, almost five-month um, hiatus where because of this pandemic and uh, with minimal practice. And this team just came out and absolutely clicked offensively. They looked very good. Tonight's a test because the Red Bulls uh, usually are a very good defensive team, don't lose their shape very well. They never lose their shape uh, often. So uh, they're a tough team to break down. Atlanta couldn't break them down, but Atlanta's struggling right now with Martinez, Joseph Martinez being injured and, and uh, likely gone for the whole year. Um, but I yeah, need to see more of this Red out. Bulls team. I'm not convinced on this Red Bulls team yet. Uh, you know what I mean? They struggled. Uh, you know, we're talking four months ago, but they struggled in their first game, winning 3-2 against Cincinnati. Uh, they went to Real Salt Lake and got uh, they 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 stole a point because they were absolutely dominated in that game. I think Salt Lake had 20 plus attempts on goal and I think uh, 10 shots on goal. They managed a point there. Tonight's a test for them because this this team up front, uh, Columbus, can score. Um, for me, you're getting plus money with Columbus. And uh, plus 120, uh, which looks good. I've got a different kind of prop here because I think we're going to see some goal score. You can actually take Columbus to win and over two and a half. And uh, the Columbus and over two and a half is paying 225. Wow. So you think there will be some goals in this game uh, tonight? I don't know. Okay, I, this do. Game tonight. I do. I've got a couple scoring props. Uh, you know, one is uh, unobvious because he's the guy who fuels the team is Zardes, uh, but he's even money plus a hundred uh, to score type. Uh, they got a midfielder that they picked up from from Mexico from Tigres, uh, Lucas. Uh, I, I always butcher these names, but I'll try Lucas Zelorayan. And you know, this guy scored twenty goals over four plus years in Mexico as a midfielder, which is quite impressive. He scored two so far in three games. He scored last time out and he's plus 250 to score tonight. So um, I'm going to take him as well, too. I'm going to take the two Z's on this team and see if they can put uh, the Red Bulls to sleep. I like where you're going with that. Mm. I like where you're going with that. I can't wait to see uh, the LA LA game. That's going to be great for scoring props. We hit with the Rossi prop. Uh, good call, uh, Carmen. I liked it earlier in the day. I saw it, and I gave you a prop because I saw you tweet out. I was like, oh, I would have forgotten it, <laughs> and I jumped in <laughs> on it. It's like one of the few bets I've won in this tournament. I've been doing pretty well with the goal the goal scores. You get some nice odds with them, but in that L.A. L.A. game, bro, I don't know. There should be five, six goals in that game. There could be a lot of goals. So we're going to have chance it. Rossi again. Who's the other guy? What's what's the black guy's name, the guy up front on um, – Right, Phillips. On, uh, yeah, yeah, Phillips. Yeah, right, thank right you. Phillips, yeah, yeah, yeah. who they got from right uh, Phillips, from the Red Bulls. So Ray right um, Phillips is good, man. He's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's another good. one. He, he's he's going to get his goals this season. You know, what I mean, I I would project him to get somewhere between uh, twelve to fourteen goals this season, playing uh, you know on that high octane uh, team that they have. And then you know, as far as LA uh, Galaxy go, you know, he finally got his first goal, but the guy has absolutely struggled. Is uh, uh, he goes by the name of uh, obviously on his jersey Chicharito, but it's uh, Javier yeah, Hernandez, yeah, yeah. you know, who's played for Chicharito. Uh, you know, that started guy can't at Real hit Madrid. The broad side of a barn, Carmine. Yeah, he should What's have that? four goals that game. He can't hit the broad side of a barn. Like I've never seen a guy in his own head like that. He got a late goal, but literally, Gabe, he had like five chances and missed. Like I'm talking point blank chances. Like that guy could have easily had multiple goals, but maybe he got yeah. off the Schneid, Carmine, because he got a late one, right? Yeah, and that's the thing, and that's what I'm thinking. Like his, uh, if you look at um, his X goal, which you know, there's a lot of data companies out there. His X goal was uh, projected, at, I think, close to 2.6, 2.7, which means he should have scored close to three goals in that game. He had yes. a penalty. He misses yes. a penalty, and yeah. uh, you know, from there, I think he hit the crossbar. He put two of them by the right post when he was, as Cam says, uh, uh, it, it, he was just clear in front of the net where all he's got to do is just tuck it in. Um, you know, something got into his head and, you know, he did score one late uh, in, you know, in a losing cause, but maybe that sometimes that one goal is what fuels you. Carmine, Bianco, wagertalk.com. Uh, you can follow him on uh, Twitter, as you see. Uh, Carmine, uh, W-T. Great stuff, great insight, uh, Carmine. Before we get you out of here, we got less than a minute left. 
Who do you think? Um, who do you think wins this tournament? I actually picked TFC before the tournament started at fourteen to one. That's it's that's yeah. You got a good price. I got them at twelve to one. Um, once these games are done tonight, uh, uh, they'll put the odds up again because I don't have them right now. But uh, if Columbus comes up with another fine performance tonight, uh, they're a team that I'm going to to lean to. There, yeah. there aren't, you know, LAFC is still the team, even with Carlos Vela They're at home in, in California uh, with his wife, who's expecting he's not playing in this tournament. They're still get out of here, for Bear Carl. on that team. Um, Thanks for your time. Uh, SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, we're in the two-minute uh, warning here right now. So, as we stated earlier, my shoe-in. Shoe-in. <laughs> my oh, shoe-in. The night. Of, no, no, not just the night of the week. It's the shoe-in of the month, actually. And you know what? <laughs> Under, <laughs> Under Armour should thank me for this because I did the shoe-in earlier in the show, and I had people saying, damn, that's a nice shoe. What's the model? I want to get it. So, for the record, it's the Under Armour Hover. Um, Hover. Yeah, we hover. It's like instead of walking, you're hovering on air, Kim. Yep, Believe hover. it or not, I'm hovering I'm on air. There. All right, so tonight's game, if you want to win, <laughs> do whatever it is that I am not doing. Like, like basically, I think TFC wins. So, in other words, it's probably 4 0 uh, Montreal, but whatever. I'm taking TFC to win the match, and I've got Akinola to score. Guys, he scored two both goals. In the first match uh, that they played, they don't have it. Like, he's their guy. And Montreal will give up a goal or two. I, I do believe Akinola can score. Uh, the number is plummeting ever since the starting lineup has come out. But you can still get in on it uh, right now. Akinola to score. And one of these times, I'm going to hit one of these son of a bitches. Uh, part of my language. Uh, but I'm getting frustrated. Uh, I'm taking the draw. Columbus. New York draw, although I kind of think Columbus can win. I got a feeling it's a draw. 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Yeah, I'm taking uh, TFC. I'm with you, Gabe. Uh, I'll lay the juice with them. As for the total of three, I like the under. I don't think the impact are going to score in this game. I will. I looked at the draw as well, and I agree with you. It could be. It's draw or Columbus, but I think Columbus can squeak out a 2-1 to one win. So give me Columbus, give me TFC, and give me the TFC under three, buddy. Good luck to us. Yeah, you know what? This Columbus game tonight, we're going to be on in the late night hours uh, tonight, guys. Sports Rage late night. But this Columbus game seems like one of those games, Ken. Columbus or draw, right? Get yeah. a piece of Columbus and the draw. I think Columbus are good. I think Columbus, look, you heard Carmine so say that Columbus can win all of this as well. I agree. They were like 23 to 1 before the tournament started. When the odds get refreshed, I'm going to jump in because uh, they're a trendy team right now. Made a winner's the Bad beats. Never being a camp fan, but I will tell you, the officials never gave him the benefit of the doubt. He would get crushed and there wouldn't be any penalty flags for late hits. So, you know, welcome to the real world Patriots from that standpoint. The Sports Grid Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.